0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What's up friends? Before we hop into a special edition of the pod breaking down the Broncos schedule live, gotta tell you about our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary where right now, if you use the code DNVR, you'll get 25% off each and every purchase of non-sale items at any of Lightshade Dispensary's 11 convenient Denver Metro locations or over at LightShade.com and right now they've got a Escape Artists, which is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency. They have ratios available in one-to-one and high ratio CBD 20-to-one. They've got you covered. And they have a new location in Barnum. It's one block off 6th Avenue and Federal Boulevard. It's their biggest store and they have specialty products that aren't sold at other stores. So you got to check out that location or check out any of their 11 convenient Denver Metro locations and use that code DNVR to get 25% off all all non-sale items or over at lightshade.com. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show.
2: We are DNVR and it is Schedule Release Day. Let's go.
1: Woo-hoo-hoo! Let's go, baby.
2: <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love almost every single thing about Schedule Release Day, Zach.
1: Almost. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> this is this is great. Most things are great.
2: <laughs> I love everything about it except for one gripe that Almost no one will agree with me on. I can't stand the fact that the schedule gets released in video form. I, I get it. It's fun content. You get Peyton and Russ and all that stuff, and you make a great video. But I'm just trying to see the schedule. I don't want to watch a three-minute video.
1: I totally I want to know who the Broncos are playing isn't that what this day is about and Ryan I completely agree with you I was uh, as you saw in the back end I was furious trying to see exactly uh, what the schedule was from a piece of paper laying on the floor it's diagonal Uh, Broncos social media does a great job with these videos but uh, in terms of knowing the schedule they put that as the very last thing on there
2: Yes they very much did I thought that maybe they had listened to us because we, we our one piece of feedback from last year's video which won them an award was just give us a slide at the end that has the whole schedule on it um, but we didn't get it i I haven't watched it I'll watch the video later I was too busy yep. trying to see the schedule um, <laughs> me too <laughs> uh, I heard there's a scooter elway appearance
1: Wow um, that's beautiful
2: yes exactly um yeah like Henry's saying like build up the anticipation I just um i don't want the, ante- the anticipation was all day i want the schedule at six o'clock
1: the anticipation was the past five months what what are we talking about build up yeah. the anticipation I see. But This this schedule is, and ryan it lived up to the hype baby
2: it did and zach i guess let's just start here well no first of all um credit to me uh, if everyone just gets a chance, pat me on the back. I predicted, and not even predicted, I had a premonition. I've been trying to find the clip all day. If anyone wants to find that for me, what show that came from, I would love you forever. I've been trying to find it all day. Uh, when I said, I don't know why, every time I think about the Broncos playing their first game of the season, I envision it in Seattle. I don't know where that came from, but it, it entered my brain. It was sent to me by the football gods, so credit to me. Uh, and my that's so Raven-esque premonitions. I knew the Broncos were opening the season against the Seahawks.
1: And you knew the Broncos were opening against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. If you listened to us just earlier this week, where that—that's what what we said we were hearing. So premonitions and predictions were spot on, Ryan.
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah, love it. Um, okay, so before we're gonna eventually go game by game um we'll we'll go game by game through this segment and then in the second segment we'll go uh win loss game by Mm. game you can also predict the tie if you want um that seems like something mace would have done
1: um i'm not doing that (laughs)
2: um and um but before we get into that just your initial reaction when you take a look at this schedule
1: Holy prime time, Ryan, that is my initial thought with this, especially to start the season. Look, we knew the Broncos were going to be on prime time left and right this season, but to start the schedule, Ryan, they go, they have four of their first six games. On national television, they have two Monday night football games. They have a Sunday night football game. They have a Thursday night football game. And then, Ryan, I want to call these special games where we put prime time along with other big games that are that are nationally big games london is a special game and then playing on christmas is a special game as well because that is going to be the only game on on sunday afternoon at 2 30 p.m on christmas day the broncos have seven special games this season as we talked about earlier today ryan broncos had one primetime game a year ago when this schedule was released it was the mandatory thursday night game now they have six additional special games on top of that and really quick ryan should i go through and read this schedule
2: yeah well yeah absolutely let's go through it
1: okay so week one at seattle monday night football week two versus the texans at home week three Versus Seattle Sunday night or versus San Francisco Sunday night football. Week four at Las Vegas. Week five, home at Indy on Thursday night football. Week six at the Chargers Monday night football. Week seven at home against the Jets. Week eight at the Jaguars. That game was, of course, in London at 7.30 Denver time. Then week nine, just like we thought, by week. Week 10 at Tennessee. Week 11 at home against the Raiders. Week 12 at carolina week 13 at baltimore so two east coast games back to back week 14 at kansas city sunday night football week 15 at arizona oh arizona in december baby week 16 Oh no, sorry. Yes, no, that was right. Oh no, that's at home. I'm sorry. Uh week oh, so at right. home. Yeah. The week sixteen <laughs> at the Rams, of course, the Christmas game. Week seventeen at Kansas City. And then week eighteen at home against the Chargers.
2: What a schedule, man. Um, I love it. I really love this schedule. I think you know. Something we've talked about as the week has gone on is like balancing it out um, and not having it go crazy. You know, be too heavy one way or another. Um, I even put out my schedule prediction this morning, and then I was like, "Oh God, I made the schedule way too hard in the back end." Um, And this schedule is really difficult in the back end, and and that's like the one thing that worries me. I mean, you finish the season, um, Tennessee, uh, you know, you go. Titans, Ravens, Panthers, Uh, sorry, Titans, Raiders, Panthers, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. That is Come on. a gauntlet. You get one gimme in there. So I was only off by one. I I put no gimmies in the second half of the season. You have one. It's it's against the Panthers. Um, And the rest of this is an absolute gauntlet. You know, this is supposed to be a last place schedule. Um, And it is a last place schedule. It's not like they screwed them over or anything. But it sure doesn't feel like one. And that's, of course, because you have six games in the division against extremely difficult opponents. Um, But it's so relieving, I guess, is the word, the first word that comes to my mind, but like refreshing. And it just feels right that the Denver Broncos are back in the national spotlight. They want them everywhere, they want Russ in orange and blue anywhere and any anywhere and everywhere they can get him. They want more rust. They want prime time Rust. They the NFL is the only league, I believe, that truly values Denver. Um, and, and truly like reveres what the Denver market brings. And the NFL was just waiting and waiting for the Broncos to come back. And now that they're back, they're like, hell yeah. Here you go, mm-hmm. everyone. Have all the Broncos you can possibly handle. And, you know, part of the reason is the Denver Broncos market covers they, the, the Broncos fan base covers the most land of any fan base in the NFL. So those fans, you know, are all about it anyway. But you're talking about all these primetime games. You're going to get the entire, like, center of the United States uh, tuned in. And, and I think it's really great. So that's that was my main reaction. Just like, ah, the Broncos are back.
1: Now the Broncos are back and Ryan, you talk about that gauntlet to end the season. You say one gimme game in here. There's no gimme games from week 13 on what a brutal stretch. Now, one of the things we did talk about was we knew the Broncos were playing the Cardinals. We said you might as well get them at the end of the season because that's when uh, the Cardinals fall off a cliff with cliff and they do get them at the end of the season. So you hope the Cardinals stretch of just blowing games at the end of seasons continues. Cause the Broncos have them in week 15. You hope that's more of a gimme than it seems initially, but Ryan, this just shows if the Broncos make it through that stretch and are in the playoffs, they will be battle tested, especially with the AFC West. They're going to be ready for the playoffs, but it also means that they have to set themselves up well in the first eight games of the season because in the first eight games of the season you have some bad teams Seattle to start the next week against the Texans San Francisco Ryan there are so many things coming out still from San Francisco about just they still like Jimmy Garoppolo over uh Trey Lance. So maybe things blow up there. That's certainly not a gimme game by any means, but that game could end up being maybe a little easier than it seems right now. But I'm not going to say that's an easy game. Raiders on the road. That's a tough game. Indy on Thursday night football. Now that's at home. You got to win yeah. that game at home on Thursday night football. The Chargers on Monday night football on the road. That's tough. And then you get the Jets at home and then the Jags and London. So when we go through this schedule there, in my opinion, there's five easy games. I'm going to include Carolina in there after the bye week. uh, And you can make an argument for some other ones, but in the first eight weeks, four of those easy games are in there. So you have to win all four of those games, which you should with a good quarterback. And then you got to take care of some other things there too.
2: Yeah, Zach, I got my wish. Um, we talked about this. We we hotly debated this yesterday. I'm gonna regret and, it. And I no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I said I would like. I, I actually, it was more about how you start. I said I want an easy game to start for them to ease into it. But I said college teams they get to choose their schedules now, not entirely, but they want easy teams early because they're that is the most variance happens early in the season. You don't don't know exactly. <laughs> You don't really plays that you think are going to work are going to actually work. You don't know that the guys that you think are going to perform well, if they're actually going to perform well, there's so much variance in the early early part of the season. The Broncos have a massive opportunity to get really good by the time they have to be really good. And I think that is the most exciting part of this to me. Now, at the same time, you cannot drop the ball. In fact, the five games that you mentioned – you can't afford to lose one of them, um, no. and two of them come in the first two weeks of the season. So that's the mm-hmm. scary part of this, right? Is what I just mentioned. Variance is at its highest, and crazy things can happen in, in, early in the season because again, you just you aren't as solidified in who you are. Um, so that's the that's the downside. The, the upside is Seahawks, uh, you know, Seahawks Texans to start the season you should be riding high. Russ should throw eight touchdowns against the Seahawks, breaking Peyton's record. Um, you know, they should, (laughs) the vibe should be absolutely just skyrocketing from the start. I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, of course, but you got a chance to start this season incredibly well. Um, and like you said, there's that, those four decently easy games to start the season. Then you go into the bye week and after that you better be ready to to be to play your absolute best football. And you know what? As much as it's going to be difficult to get through that stretch, if you're prepared for it and you do get through this stretch, you know, the last um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games of the season, let's say you get through that at seven and two, six and three, you're feeling like we're gonna win the Super Bowl that's how you feel if you come out of that stretch doing, you know, very well. So it's a it's not an easy schedule. It should be it should be easier, um, but I'm sure if you look around the entire AFC West and you look at these schedules you're saying, "Geez, these things are just absolute gauntlets."
1: Exactly. And Ryan, I mean specifically the last 5 games of this schedule, we talk about how the back really tough but the last five games are going to be so critically important for a playoff push for playoff seating and for winning the division and potentially winning the entire AFC because Ryan week 14 Kansas City at home Sunday night football division game one then you have the chart, or the, then you have uh care or the I'm sorry the Cardinals at home and then road game against the Rams and then road game against Kansas city. Again, that's two divisional games. And then the chargers. So in the final five weeks of the season, you play who we think are going to be the three, the, the two teams, that are competing for the AFC West at the very top with the Chargers and Chiefs, along with the Broncos. You you play those three teams or those two teams three different times, including KC twice. So you enter Week 14, uh, going into or hosting Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. You go into that close to Kansas City. You can pretty much steal the division then, or overtake them with those two games.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like interesting little um, tidbits about this schedule. Check this out, Zach. The Broncos will leave Denver um sometime after that Jets game on their way to London. They won't they won't play a game at Mile High, so they leave, you know, um October, let's say 27th or something. Um they won't play another game at Mile High until November 20th. There'll essentially be a Ooh. whole month in the season where the Broncos aren't playing at Mile High because they go at London, by week at Titans, Raiders. And how about this from October 23rd, all the way until December 4th, the Broncos have one home game. Wow. October Wait, 23rd to December 4th.
1: Wow. And that's that because that's the end of week seven. That's yep. right after week seven, all the way to week 14. Wow.
2: Yep. That's a bit of a brutal stretch there. Um, and and this then is... Zion, that just
1: flows right into the final four games of the season, which is brutal as well.
2: Yep. And, and this is the gripe um, with the London game. I remember a few years ago this happened with the Chargers. Now, it's not necessarily uh, – they if they were giving up home game, uh, it, it would feel worse. That was going to be a road game anyway. So even if the schedule was the exact same, you take London out. But you go London by road game, home game, road game, road game. Um, that's a yikes. That is a that is one home game in two months time.
1: Jeez, that is that is brutal. And Ryan, we talk about the, the brutal stretches and Nathaniel Hackett put out on uh, on Broncos. Here's his reaction to the schedule. He said, we always want to get off to a fast start, but you want to finish strong, too. So I think in the end, it's about making the playoffs. That's our goal. That's what we want to do. We want to be in the final dance. So whatever we have to do to get there, that's what we want to do. And obviously, every time we get onto that field, we want to win that game.
2: Really insightful stuff, uh, Coach Hackett. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. Okay. Let's go to this. What game are you most excited about?
1: Mm, It's a great question. And, uh, oh, man. How about Chiefs? Week 14, Kansas City at home in Sunday night football uh last time that happened in denver well there's been a lot of memorable ones but of course the broncos almost beat patrick mahomes that was when mahomes threw the pass left-handed i just remember von miller absolutely tearing him down almost getting to him and then mahomes having magic but now the broncos have a legitimate quarterback in order to keep up with him that's the game especially because that is entering the correct so that game would be it
2: Lose Zach or did I lose Zach or did we lose Zach? I never know.
1: Do you have me? Either, I hear yeah, you.
2: Yeah, I, I got you now. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, it's hard not to choose that one. That one is electric. I love um, all like I don't know. I love opening night, obviously, but that's not a home. Uh, that's not a home game, so that one has to come off the list. I absolutely love Chargers Week eighteen. Um Broncos beat the Chargers to knock them out of the playoffs and prove me right uh, that they were overrated all along. Like, all, uh, there there's so much to it, but man, getting uh, it, it's so nice to uh, to get the December um, prime time game against the Chiefs at home. You know, it feels like that's always at Arrowhead, and it's frustrating. Now you still do have to go at Arrowhead on New Year's Day, which isn't easy ever, of course. Uh, to go there in the the winter, but it feels, it feels nice to say, okay, you're going to have the primetime game. First game of the season against the chiefs. First opportunity to break the curse, the losing streak. Um, You get them on Sunday night football in December at mile high. That's epic.
1: Yeah, it's very epic. And then you look at some of the other primetime games, Ryan, let's rank the primetime games You have Seattle week one, of course, Monday night football. You have San Francisco week three at home on Sunday night football. Then Indianapolis at home Thursday night football week five the following week. So this Broncos are going to have a lot of time off between playing Indianapolis on Thursday night football to playing the Chargers on Monday night football the following week. Uh, And then, of course, that Sunday night game. How would you rank those five?
2: okay, um, Sunday night against the Chiefs is number one, yep, um, I kinda just wanna say like they're gonna flex one of those last two games of the season. that's gonna end up being two um yeah. but without having that, I'm gonna say uh at Seahawks, week one is number two for me um then so then the other one was um Monday night football against the Chargers is that right?
1: Uh, 30. Yes, it's, uh, it, yep. Exactly. Week six.
2: I think that would be number three for me. Um, and then what was the other one? You have an- San
1: Francisco Sunday night football in oh. Indianapolis Thursday night.
2: Okay. So I'm actually, yeah, you know, I'll uh, put San Francisco for Indy five.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty much on the page. Although Ryan, Hart, we're going to be so pumped for that Seattle Monday night football game. But the game itself is not going to be that intriguing. Uh, the Broncos are, are going to wax the Seattle Seahawks, and I don't think I'm giving away it too much on our prediction side, which we're going to get into in the second segment. Ryan, the Broncos are four-point favorites. That uh, smash the heck out of that right now. Broncos are going to destroy them. Russ is going to be coming there with the vengeance, and sure, Seattle may want want to stop him, they have no pieces to stop him. Russ has seen that firsthand the past years in Seattle, so they're going to smoke him. So I'm going the the Chargers game on Monday night football, week six. I'm going that as number two. And then I'm going San Francisco on Sunday night football is number three. I'll throw that Seattle game in there at number four. It doesn't mean we're not going to be stoked for it. I'm so pumped for that game. And then, yes, the Thursday night game against Indianapolis at number five because Thursday night games probably – the least exciting of prime time
2: yeah Thursday night against the Colts has like a just a it just feels lame to me I don't know why um There's no sizzle I, I I all I can think of is Brock Osweiler to Jeff Hireman every time I think about Thursday night football <laughs> against the
1: Colts <laughs> hey that had us pumped up though
2: <laughs> finally broke the curse of Virgil Green having <laughs> the longest play of the season
1: right um, exactly
2: yeah, I, I just love that Seahawks one, man. I, I'm not complaining about blowout wins, if that's what happens. That That's electric. Um, I hope, like, how can you not be thinking about being at the DNVR bar on Monday night football? You had, I love when the Broncos open on Monday night football, because you just get to binge, uh, yeah. just binge watch NFL football that whole weekend. And you even get to, you know, I, what time is that game at? Uh,
1: it is a 6.15 game.
2: Okay, so you don't have to. You don't get the uh, early Monday night football game before that, do you?
1: Right. No, there's only one Monday night football game in week one. The doubleheader comes in in week two for some reason.
2: Yep, exactly. So that, like, just the idea of like you watch football all weekend, then you pop over to the DNVR bar. It's packed shoulder to shoulder. Everyone's riled up. And if the Broncos go win 42 to seven, like, are you kidding me? Like that sounds like the best thing ever to me. So, um, I, I I love that one. I, I would almost consider putting it number one, if it weren't for just the fact that you're, you know, you're getting the first crack at the chiefs in the new era, you should be at, you know, you should be your true self when you go into that game. Um, all, all like, advantage that they have over you of just being in the same system and same quarterback and coach for so long. Um, is completely gone, should be at least by that point. So that's got to be number one, but I'm super stoked about number two. Uh, Brandon in the comments here saying, looking at flying in from Charlotte for the home opener. Will DNVR be tailgating? You better believe it. Oh,
1: of course. Of course. That may be the game that I'm least excited about on the schedule, but it is going to be the home opener. So it does still have some sizzle, some pizzazz. And of course, that's going to be the first time that Russell Wilson is in the home locker room for the Broncos and coming out. And I mean, just talk about another game of Destruction. And the Mile High City Run—that's going to be fun. And I mean, we're we're pretty much diving into it. So let's get into our schedule prediction. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now they're giving you a chance to win five hundred and fifty dollars in free bets by betting five dollars on any money line game. That's all you have to do. You don't have to hit on that game. You just bet five dollars. You win a hundred and fifty dollars by just betting five dollars on any NBA money line game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And like I said, DraftKings already has week one lines up in the NFL. I personally would recommend if you want to bet on the Broncos in week one, you get in on it now. Ryan, I don't know about you, but I think that line is just going to go up and up and up. When I checked, it, it was at four. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at four and a half now, but certainly by the time the season rolls around, we may be talking about it, it getting the hook over seven. We may be talking about Broncos minus seven and a half, and nothing's going to happen football-wise from here until now. I'm, I'm touching wood just in case of injuries, but uh, they, that's, that's what they've already got going on at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet on everything NFL and of course NBA. So check them out, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any NBA money line game. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And a big shout out to DraftKings for being a presenting sponsor of our show.
2: Absolutely. Thank you to DraftKings. Also a reminder to come down to the DNVR bar uh, for this Avalanche playoff run. We're getting closer. Like it feels like it's been forever since I've watched an Avs game, but looks like they're going to start it back up next Monday. Well, we might find out who the opponent is tonight. If the blues can take care of the wild, Um, but you do not want to miss this, man. There's nothing more fun. Uh, then coming down to the DNVR bar, I will say going to the game is a little bit more fun. But after that, if you're not going to the game, you got to come down to the DNVR bar experience it. I've been telling everyone that will listen, like you don't have to be an Avs fan if you live in Denver or you're in Denver, just come feel it, like feel the energy that is around this team right now. It's it's unbelievable, and hopefully the Broncos will be bringing a similar energy when they make their playoff run. Um, but got to come down, and when you come down, make sure you have some Breck brews. We've got them on tap. We've got them in cans. We've got them in buckets. I highly recommend. Like when you go, when you, when you come to the bar and you're watching a game, you're like, okay, I'm gonna be here for th- three hours ish. Order a bucket. Order yourself a bucket of good company hard seltzers. That's gonna cut down your trips to the bar, uh, to the bar itself uh, substantially. You'll just have every time you finish one, boom, cold one waiting for you right there. Um, so that that's my recommendation when you come down and and, and experience this ass playoff run.
1: And speaking of Breck, Ryan, they're doing a really cool thing to celebrate the Avs playoff run. They invite you to nominate a stellar community member and Avs fan who should get a chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, they'll hook you and a friend up with tickets, gear to match, and, of course, avalanche ale, which is the drink of the season. So how do you get in on this? Well, go to Breckbrew.com, and you can get everything about the Breck Brew Gives Back to Community Stars on their website.
2: All right, let's do it. Uh, Let's jump into the schedule here and go through game by game, make our predictions. Kale has been working on the graphics so we can bring it up so everyone can see it at once. Uh, And and let's do it. Let's bring it up. Or not. (laughs) There it is. Okay. Uh, Let's (laughs) do Oh, geez. All All right. I feel like we're not seeing the finished product here. This is, I thought we were filling out wins and losses. So I. Oh, okay. All right. uh, right. Now the dates are gone because we're going to put W's and L's. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to need to pull up a different version so I can look at it here. All right. Zach?
1: Probably going to be doing a lot of dubs here, Ryan.
2: Yeah. I'm curious to see. Like, I I haven't thought about this at all. I've put zero thought into Mm -hmm. the Broncos record. I like. Should I even say what I like my gut feeling is in terms of wins and then see if that matches up?
1: Ah, you that may be putting too much pressure on you. All
2: right. All right. Let's just go through it. I I feel like I need to keep um some sort of like number in my head that I don't want to go over and just like be crazy because it's so easy to just be like win no. win 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 win. No, um, be
1: be crazy, Ryan. Do what do do what your heart feels here.
2: All right. Well, we can both start with a win against Seattle.
1: Uh, A blowout, uh, definitely. And then the following week, another blowout. Ryan, I mean, we could be talking about a point differential, the best point differential for a Broncos team to start a season. Now, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head what the 2013 Broncos were. Obviously, week one was a monster win. I don't remember what, what exactly they did in week two, but we could be talking about a very similar thing happening there.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, today we were talking about best MVP seasons on the Denver Sports Podcast. Um, also, someone in the comments earlier was like, why are you stumbling over so many names? I think this is because this is like my fourth hour of podcasting today. Uh, I'm <laughs> losing my sharp edges a little bit. Um, anyways, uh, we talked about that Peyton Manning 2013 season, and he started the season 16 touchdowns to zero interceptions <laughs> maybe, maybe Russ can get off to like an eight to zero here. In these first two games,
1: just insane. Oh, I, I could, I could see eight to zero. I certainly could because he has, he has reason to bring the juice in both games. Obviously, week one's huge, but then week two, it's going to be the first time in front of his new home crowd.
2: Absolutely. All right, week three. This is an interesting one. You've got the forty ers on Sunday night football but this one is at home.
1: It it, it is at home Ryan and uh, like I said there's just there's too many question marks coming out of San Francisco right now about their quarterback position quarterback position and this is going to be Russell Wilson's first prime time game at home I do think the Broncos find a way to pull this one out it's going to be a fun game but I do think the Broncos win this one and Ryan really quick circling back to our conversation about the first two games of the season uh the Broncos beat the Ravens uh they scored 49 points but they gave up 27 points so point differential 22 points week two they beat the Giants they scored 41 points but they gave up 23 points. That's that's fine. But it's not like they were winning by 40 points in both games. So that's a point differential of 18. You add that to the 22. You're talking about a 40 point differential. I think the Broncos could beat the Texans and the Chargers by right, or, or the Texans and the Seahawks by right around 20 points each.
2: Oh man, this is an interesting one for me because I I, I, I think the schedule gods did do the Broncos a favor here um but i do want to keep in mind like i kept feeling like it's, i shouldn't expect excellence one uh i'm just wondering if like you you kind of don't even have to be excellent in those first two games and then you're you're feeling good going into this th- week 3 game if it is Trey Lance you feel like he's he might not be ready to go head to head uh with Russ yet um I, I have no idea what they're doing over there. Like, I, I feel very confused about what is happening in San Francisco. Maybe they just roll with Jimmy again. Um, and if that's the case, it makes this a little bit harder. But it's mostly the defense that makes it hard. It's at home. Broncos, not just dominant in home openers. Dominant in the first month of the season at home. They just hardly lose. Even when they're bad, they kind of hardly lose early in the season at home. Um, but especially when they're good, they don't lose early in the season at home. So that's a double.
1: Uh, yeah, Ryan, If it, I'm more scared of Trey Lance than I am of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I, I think the Broncos, I think Russell Wilson will beat Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm not worried about that one. This next one, though, talk about it's not a primetime game week four at the Raiders. But boy, is it going to have all the storylines when we talk about non primetime games? This Ryan could be right up there in terms of the best ones. This is not just. Uh, Russ is the new guy for the Broncos. This isn't just Devontae Adams against the Raiders. This is Josh McDaniels playing the Broncos for the first time as a head coach. This one's going to be in Las Vegas. It is going to be an absolute blast. And I think we've talked about it. And just like you were saying, I have to keep myself grounded and remind myself that there's going to be some early struggles. It could come right here. So I'm going to go an L for this one. Uh, just because of those early struggles, and, and unfortunately, we know Josh McDaniels uh, is probably going to grind hard on this team, and they're going to get annoyed with him. Whether it's at the end of the season, whether it's in year three of his ten-year, uh, but I think by week four, he's not going to have ruined his relationships in that organization yet.
2: Man, I I wish I could give them an. I don't. I don't know what to do here. Because I don't think they're going to lose this game. I just don't. I think, like, at, at the Raiders is always weird. It's usually at the end of the season when, like, things are off the rails a little bit. I think I actually like that this coming is coming a little bit early. But I just, I don't think that Josh McDaniels is going to lead them to a win in this game. Um, I think that there's going to be a massive, massive, raucous, hostile Broncos crowd in las vegas for this game i i'm predicting a basic home game uh for the denver broncos in this game i didn't really want to make them start four and zero, but i'm not giving them an l here so i guess they are
1: all right you got them starting four and oh wow and i guess uh whatever you say goes on this graphic kale's just uh rolling with you yikes um <laughs> and <laughs> the we next go. week ryan There we go. I like that, Kale. Thank you. Uh, The next week, Indy at home. I'm just... I'm not terrified of the Indianapolis Colts like like some people are. I love that this game's at home, and and that's kind of the the deal-breaker for me. Broncos get Indy at home on Thursday night. Give me the dub.
2: When are the Broncos ever going to lose? It's definitely a dub here. It's a dub here. I think Uh, this part... is where you like so many of these things are just going against my belief system. Uh, it's making it very hard. Um, but this one, mm, I guess this is where they're going to have to take their first L for me, which feels silly. I, I, I just don't know where I'm supposed to give it to them unless it's at, it's San Francisco at home, but I, I'm just not doing it. Um, so, uh, this is it. This, this is going to be a tough one. I, don't want to give the Broncos an L here, but uh, I do acknowledge that the Chargers have some very good players.
1: Just for the record, Ryan was the first one to put the L on the schedule from the Chargers, not me. <laughs> and uh, so if he's going L, I'm going L as well. And I think what's going to become very clear is in my mind, and the division is going to go three and three. And I it's going to be... Just split right down the middle. Each team's good enough to beat the other one, and each team's good enough, uh, and each team's good enough to beat the other one. So that that we're going three and three there. So uh, I'll say, even though Ryan, this isn't going to feel like a road game. Uh, I can't pick the Broncos to lose to the Chargers in week 18 at home when playoff implications, when seeding is on the line. So not to look too far ahead, but I'm going to go with an L here so that I can go with the dub later in the season. And now we both agree on this next one, Jets at home. We were talking about blowouts in weeks one and two. Give me another blowout here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Jets are like sneakily getting love. Um It's because they play in New York and only because they play in New York. Um, (laughs) If you, if you put that team in, you know, uh, in any other state, basically, um, no one is paying any attention to them. Um, Agreed. Next one. Someone in the comments said, like, you have to pick one surprise loss. Um, And if I was subscribing to that theory, I think that this would be mine. Um, But I'm not. I don't subscribe to that theory. So that's a dub.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a dub. Uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett, he has experience with these games. Thanks to being with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he knows how to handle these games despite being a first-time head coach. And I think the Broncos are going to handle this. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, we got a pizza bet, Ryan. I think they're going to make the playoffs after what's happened in the AFC West. I don't feel as good about that bet. You think they're going to have a top 10 pick in the draft. Uh, So I do think the Jaguars are going to be better than they have in the past, but the Broncos are better than that. So I think the Broncos get the win. And remember, this is counted as an away game for the Broncos. So that in itself gives the Broncos an advantage that it's not like Jacksonville has a raucous crowd anyways, but there's going to be tons of Broncos fans out in London.
2: How about this, Zach? First three years of the 17-game schedule work out very nicely for the Broncos. They, In the first three years of the 17-game schedule, they do not have to play nine road games. Isn't that cool? You got nine (laughs) home games last year. Yeah, great point. Eight home, one international this year. uh, And then next year, you'll go back to nine home games.
1: Yep, that's a that's a great point and a great way to start off the Russ ha- Russ and Hackett era here in Denver. And so, Ryan, going into the bye week and by the way, real quick, Bronco-
2: yeah, I've got Ian in the comments telling me that the Jets are a good growing team. They went four and 13. What are we talking about? We like their draft.
1: Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, you, you have to, you, what you're going there is that Zach Wilson's going to take a, a massive step. And there certainly are things that would show that he's going to take a step in the right direction. The way he ended the season, I believe in the like, last five or six games of the season, he had two interceptions. Uh, so, but you have to imagine that he takes a massive step in order to come into Denver and beat the Broncos.
2: Forget all of that. They're just not, they're not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, oh, gosh. Zach Wilson uh, we've got in, in, whatever we'll see uh, would, would
1: you would you pronounce his name correctly it's uh Zach Wilson oh
2: uh, yes it's Zach <laughs> Zach Wilson um okay
1: uh and I, Ryan my week we, is a dub week week 9 by is a dub it allows us to stay overseas for a, a a nice little exploring over there let's let's people go to the av game after the after the Broncos game a week later uh in Europe as well that's going to be awesome and uh, but seriously the bye week is a dub this is exactly in the middle of the season this is exactly how you want it drawn up
2: yeah perfect bye week it's kind of like a silly thing to talk about but When you don't get a perfect bye week, it actually really sucks. Um, Yes, it does. So so it it sounds funny to like, as we're giving out all these wins, to also be like perfect bye week, but it's true. Um, If you get like the week five or six bye, it it just, it messes up the whole rest of the season. It does. So you come out of this at Tennessee. And this is interesting. Now, remember, this is that stretch, Zach where the Broncos leave Denver after uh, the the October 23rd game against the Jets, and then they're in London by week, and then they come back at, at Tennessee a long time, not necessarily truly away from home, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, the, the, and Ryan, if this—if we're trying to pick a game in this schedule that is one the Broncos should win but could stumble, it's this one, and the reason is is because, Ryan, I think this Broncos defense is better suited to defend against the pass with Pat Sertan, with Justin Simmons, with Kareem Jackson, with Ronald Darby, with Kwan Williams than they are against the run, even though I really do like uh, DJ Jones in the middle, but I think these guys are better against the pass and come on. I mean, I, I, you know, I love Derrick Henry, but I think everyone understands how good of a player Derrick Henry is. So this would be probably that game where you're coming out of the bye. the, the Titans are what four and four or something, and they just steal a game from you. But Ryan, just like you said, with that, uh, with the Raiders game, I just, I don't think the Broncos are going to lose this coming out of a buy.
2: Hmm. Interesting. This is the first one that you're giving a dub. I'm giving an L. You you said all the reasons why I'm giving an L. Um, the Broncos are an AFC West team. They are built to stop mm. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. They are not built to stop Derrick Henry. Um, and, and you know that just like power running play action style thing. Um, could they do it? Of course. Uh, I do love DJ Jones. You know, you could get you could get a great game from Josie Jewell. I think he had a great game the last time they went up against Derrick Henry. Uh, I think the was the last time they played the uh, the Titans when they shut him out.
1: I believe so. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was the 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 Broncos ended Marcus Mariota. Um, so it, it, it's not like. I, i'm doubting them here but I, I gotta get some losses up on the board and this one seems like <laughs> seems like one that uh that makes sense as a loss but the bye week should help them in in that regard
1: yeah it, it really should help them now raiders at home i gave the broncos a loss earlier in las vegas i'm giving the broncos a dub here man is that crowd going to be crazy for josh mcdaniels broncos broncos are, are gonna ride the crowd's energy that it's gonna be a blast
2: real quick on nashville just briefly i have not thought the thought has not crossed my mind of traveling for a broncos game for fun other than just like oh maybe you could get a trip to vegas and didn't work out last year because it was christmas like this is one of the first ones i'm looking at that i'm like I should just go to Nashville that weekend. That sounds like it would be dope. Um, and that's like, that's like the luxury of the team, like being able to have a team that you think might actually perform.
1: Ryan, do you like Nashville more than Boulder? Because I mean, we, we can't talk about the predators. We can't talk about the Titans. We can't talk about uh chicken. We can't talk about country music <laughs> without you bringing up Nashville.
2: I love Nashville, dude. I definitely don't <laughs> love it more than anything in Colorado. Um, but it might be a top three city for me.
1: No, I think so. I think it's Boulder, Denver, and Nashville right there.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm considering Denver and Boulder in one, um, in just in terms of the area. But Chicago's got to be up there. Denver, mm-hmm. obviously, number one with a bullet. Um, and I think Nashville slots in nicely somewhere right behind there.
1: (laughs) Yep, it does. Ryan, do you agree with me? Raiders is a dub at home or do you have them losing this one?
2: No, the Broncos aren't losing to Josh McDaniels this year.
1: Mm, I love it. I maybe they'll never lose to him because either they'll, they'll go on a chiefs Broncos winning streak or Josh McDaniels will just be fired after this year.
2: Gosh, that would be awesome. I hope (laughs) nothing. I I truly hope nothing but failure for (laughs) Josh. I hope no good things come his way. I'm not going to wish any like bad things on people. That's bad karma. Um, But I wish for no good things for him.
1: You just wish for a lot of losing for the Raiders. And you know what? In this community, Ryan, that is very welcome here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, All right. So you're back. uh, You're back here at Carolina. This is one of those non-negotiables for me. You have to win. Um, uh rocket in the comments who's like having the broncos lose a bunch said that matt corral could go off in this game um <laughs> just, i'm not seeing that so uh, give me the dub
1: right. losses have to start coming at some point ryan but it's not here it is it is not here uh and uh, It will come the next week, though, because a back-to-back East Coast. I doubt the Broncos stay on the East Coast, so they're going to be a little extra tired for this game. The Ravens are going to win the AFC North this year. They're going to be legit. This is going to be an incredibly difficult game. Give me a loss for the Ravens.
2: Yep, Uh, that's going to be a difficult one. It's never easy to go to Baltimore. Um, and it's kind of the same thing I was just talking about with the Titans, right? Um, uh, that's a team just built to play a di- totally different style of football than the Broncos are, are designed to play against. Um, and th- Lamar makes any game difficult on top of just the fact that they're really good at running the ball. Um, it's on the road at Baltimore, raucous crowd. That's an
1: L. Yeah, it's an L for me. <laughs> this next one, the cards or, or no, 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 I'm sorry. The nope. chiefs. At home, Sunday night football, the game that Broncos country is most excited for. The stadium's going to be electric. Ryan, I don't think we are going to have seen a stadium like this since 2015 in the playoff run against the New England Patriots at home in the AFC Championship game. This crowd may be even crazier than that because it's going to be a night game. There may be some snow in the air. There's going to be a cold chill, and the Broncos are going to beat The Kansas City Chiefs, the first time playing them in the Russell Wilson era, that this losing streak will end and the Broncos will get the dub.
2: Hell yeah. I'm with you 100%. The streak ends here. Uh, Finally, at long last, it ends. And I'm not predicting this, Zach, but I do believe it should be mentioned that the pattern suggests if you break (laughs) the streak... The pendulum could swing all the way back in the other way because the Broncos (laughs) were on a dominant, dominant stretch against the Chiefs up until 2015. Of course, the Chiefs flipped the script and have not even lost since. Um, And maybe all it takes is one to swing it back the other way. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I just think it should be mentioned. Um, This is the time the Broncos finally get over the hump against the Chiefs and it's going to kick in an extra gear of Broncos fever. Like, it's already there. People are already as excited as they've been. The, at this point, I have the Broncos at like eight and three or something, eight and two. It's yeah. already c- crazy. You know, people are are all the way in. They think, and then this win happens, and all of a sudden the city just turns orange. Like everywhere you go, people are wearing Broncos gear, talking Broncos. It's all you hear about, uh, you know, anywhere you look. And, you know, like there was a different style of Broncos fever that hit during Peyton where like random like girls in my classes are like wearing Broncos gear, even though they're like from California, like just stuff like that happens after moments like this. That's the one that just kicks us into a whole new world.
1: Uh, exactly. A whole new world <laughs> of Broncos beating the Chiefs in Denver. <laughs> very
2: good. Very good. Uh,
1: <laughs> never do now, it again. Uh, yes, yes. Trust me. <laughs> never will. Uh, and then we got the Cardinals at home. And so, Ryan, there is one more thing that we haven't talked about with this game. And that is not only the will the Cardinals have fallen off a cliff, but... In their favor, they will have DeAndre Hopkins back. So that's kind of like, it was kind of the, what? which one do you want? Do you want to play the Cardinals at the beginning of the season when they're historically under Cliff good, but they don't have Hopkins or when they're historically bad and they have DeAndre? Ah, The tough thing about this one, Ryan, is this is another game that the Broncos should win, but it's it's not a give me game by any means. If you want to pick a game the Broncos should win and lose, well, it's this one, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again, Ryan, because when you have a great quarterback, yes, there are some games when you will lose. The Broncos playing the Rams with Peyton Manning in, uh, not even LA, in St. Louis, they lost that game. Those will happen, but it's not like a guarantee that you get one or two of those every single year. So I'm going to go Broncos dub here.
2: Hmm. All right, I got to figure out where I'm going to go during this stretch. Um, I I have to kind of stick with, my, with the way I've been looking at these games, which is like style of play. How does it match up? Well, the Broncos, I think, match up pretty damn well uh, the way that they want to, you know, that the they're going to be forced to play defense in the division and then go up against a team like this. Kyler is so electric that anything can happen in a game with him. You know, he can turn it, he can turn it over or he can turn a game on its head. He can also turn, turn it over and, and turn it the other way. Um, But I love what you said about uh, falling off the cliff cliff. Uh, You're getting them at the right time of year here. And it, it, maybe they fix it this year, but it is very clear that they're awesome at scheming up a bunch of concepts that work for them in the off season. And they implement them, and they come out, and it looks awesome. And then, like, there's there's guys on the other side who try to figure that stuff out. And eventually, they figure it out. And for whatever reason, the, the uh, cards have not had an answer to that answer. They haven't had another wave of, of concepts that they can bring out and make it difficult to defend them again. So, they fall in love with who they are. I'm giving them the dub here.
1: Nice, I love it. Now, Christmas, Ryan. We put out a poll on DNVR Broncos Twitter a couple of days ago, uh, getting the, the vibe of what people thought of the Broncos playing on Christmas. Do they like it? Do they not like it? Ninety percent of Broncos fans said they love it, and, and I love seeing that uh, that that the Broncos fans are excited for it. Unfortunately, it's going to be a bad Christmas gift, and Broncos are going to wish they did not play on Christmas. This Rams team, Super Bowl champ, the Rams. I don't predict them to go like 15 and two this year. They're they're going to struggle at times, but at this time, they're going to be getting hot. It's going to be the end of December. They're going to be feeling it. And there's nothing wrong with going on the road in December and what, picking up your third or fourth loss of the year uh, with, with a new quarterback, new coach. So this is just going to be a really tough one. I'm going loss.
2: Yeah, man, I'm trying to remember, like, good memories I have of the Broncos playing on holidays. There's definitely Don Terry recently. Terry Poe's throwing yeah. touchdown passes yeah. on him. Yeah. Was that Christmas or Christmas Eve?
1: I think it was. It might have been the Christmas Eve game. I
2: think it was Christmas Eve, too. Uh, there's that one. There's the, um, like, slop rain game in Oakland yeah. um, where, like, I think it was Andre Roberts had, like, a 100-yard punt return touchdown. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. And didn't we have Jason Witten? Uh, he would that was his one year. What? Who did he, he call said, out? He
2: said Bradley Roby quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roby. Oh, probably the memories a that we can
1: look back on and <laughs> laugh now because it's all over.
2: Yeah, but I just, for whatever reason, like of all the vibes, I can't shake. It's the one that the Broncos. Don't have good things happen to them on holidays, um, so I, I'm gonna give this one an L. I mean, it's gonna be a great atmosphere, probably in LA, even though like, even though they don't have the best fan base, it feels like a like a like a time where you would probably get a good crowd. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll give that one to the Rams.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, and then unfortunately again, Re- you talk about holiday games,
2: real quick. Hack attacks as a member of the Broncos beating the giants on Thanksgiving. It was my first ever game that I was at. Yeah. I remember that one too.
1: Mm, love that. Or no Broncos. Oh yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Wait, maybe I'm thinking of a Cowboys game. The Ron, the Ron Dane game.
1: Yeah. The run. Yeah. That was, that was great. Um, yeah, there, there's some good memories there as well, but recently, like you said, Ryan, been, been tough. And then you talk about holidays a week later, Ryan, it's a little new year's Eve action. I believe this one will be because of New Year's Day. I believe they're not going to play then. Um, And this game at Kansas City, Chiefs are going to be so pissed that they just lost to the Broncos earlier this year. And maybe at this point, the Broncos have a game or two lead on them. It's just going to be too tough. Unfortunately, that streak that you were saying, there's not going to be a new streak started. Mm. It's just going to be a win for the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, I'll say this. If the Broncos win that week 14 game, I will be talking about the streak going into this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. now it's a pendulum game, but right now um, uh, you got to put that one down as an L. Um, so it's no one, no one who is predicting their schedule right now who plays the chiefs in December or January should even be allowed to cap to put that as a dub. Like, Everyone in every city that's doing a podcast right now has to say that they're losing to the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the winter. It's just right.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately. And Ryan, by different ways, we both have the Broncos entering week 18 against the Los Angeles Chargers at 11 and five. And it's kind of crazy. I expected this, this team to be 11 and five, uh, or not 11 and five w- entering week. What is that against Carolina? They only had one, two losses, according to us, and it kind of balanced out. I was not expecting it to be like this, but I think this is right where the Broncos are going to be, and the Broncos have secured a playoff berth at this point. I personally, I, you probably don't agree, think the Chargers have also secured a playoff berth, but this game is going to mean so much. The division is on the line here. Kansas City is playing the Raiders that day as well, and it's all going to come down to this game and the broncos get the dub to either win the division by tiebreaker with kansas city or to be second in the division
2: yeah this is i can't wait to read zach stevens um playoff scenarios piece (laughs) leading up to this game uh, where you break down everything that needs to happen for the broncos to win the division and maybe like Get the number one seed. Who knows what the what the seeding is going to look like at that point. The AFC is such a gauntlet. It would not surprise me if the number one seed only has 12 wins. Um, so, anyone who knows me anywhere knows I'm not picking the Chargers to sweep the Broncos. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Broncos are winning this one. Um, that one, you know, again, we talk about that KC game being the most electric atmosphere. Well, if this game has the stakes that we're talking about, this one, jumps it and becomes the new best one uh, that we've seen since 2015 other than of course that Chiefs game so uh, this is going to be it should be just an unreal weekend of football Um, in the AFC West like there it's not even crazy to say that like any scenario could be possible going into meaning any team could get first place in the division, and any team could yeah. get last place in the division, going in to week eighteen. I don't think it's going to happen that way, but it's not wild to say that. Um, so this one's going to be awesome. uh Broncos pull it out, Justin Herbert, multiple interceptions and uh and and the Broncos end up victorious.
1: Let's go, baby. And this game, Ryan, this is going to be the game that is flexed. The, Bron- the the Sunday night football is going to really want to flex Kansas City the week before, but they're going to say, wait, wait, wait. We need to relax. The Broncos and Chiefs have already been on Sunday night football. Let's just calm down because this Chargers-Broncos game, it's going to be snowing. It's going to be cold the first week of January. I know we get some good days, but this one is going to be perfect playoff ball and it's going to set up for a Broncos dub Ryan we talked earlier today just about how, why are people so excited for the schedule to come out we already know who they're playing this is why I'm so freaking pumped and it's May 12th right now I'm so excited for week one What is that September 12th going into Seattle and then I'm so pumped for week 18 and everything in between
2: yeah uh, I mean it's it's just a great I love the schedule release and honestly, again, like I said, I'm just a simple minded NFL loving (laughs) sheep. Um, but it's great. Like I love being able to look at this. I'll be looking at it the rest of the night. I want to figure out like the road trips. Like, um, I want to organize all sorts of different DNVR events. Um, and now we have like a a perspective to put that into. So it's going to be awesome. Um, I had one other point I wanted to make. Oh, both of us have them at 12 and five. Um, which is interesting. So I didn't say it before the show, before we went into that, before that segment. I, in my head, have them at 11 and 6. Like, that was where I just personally was like, okay, well, yeah. I, like, if I had to guess the record last night, I would have said 11 and 6. So I, I feel good with the way that, that things turned out. Um, the truth is, like, it's going to come down to a bounce here, a bounce there, a tipped ball pick here. You know, like, th- this division, the margin for error is so small for every team the winner of the division, we're going to be able to point to like one play and we're like, Oh, they won the division because of that play. You know what I mean?
1: Because of Russell Wilson's left-handed pass when Chris Jones (laughs) was chasing him down on Sunday night football.
2: Yes, exactly. Or because like, Patrick Mahomes went to throw it and it slipped out of his hand. And, you know, like that was it was going to like he had uh, a wide open Travis Kelsey in the in the end zone. But like right when he went to do it, it slipped out of his hand, like just something crazy like that. It could be what decides a whole season of football.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just picture right now a little a little premonition, just like you had, Ryan. I picture Justin Herbert not actually having multiple interceptions in that week 18 game, but I picture one at the very end of the game. And the picture coming out of that game is right after Justin throws it, just his hands on his helmet singing. <laughs> what did I just do? Because Pat Sertan gets the pick that seals the Broncos. Maybe it's a four point win for the Broncos to take them into the playoffs with a better seed than the chargers.
2: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I I haven't had any premonitions like that, but that's a good one. I'm thinking this picture that you're talking about, like he's actually not in focus. It's like Mm. Pat Pat Sertan holding the ball up high stepping. And in the background, you see him on the ground with his head in his hands, but he's like (laughs) slightly out of focus.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Give me the season now.
2: Oh, I know. I don't know how we're supposed to wait. How many months is it? I don't even know if I want to know. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we we don't want to talk about that. The, actually, the good news is I actually feel like that this is coming up soon. Training camp just over 2 months away. That feels pretty darn soon. And rookie mini camps get get pumped for it. Rookie mini camp tomorrow. I know four you're months.
2: pumped. We can handle 4 months.
1: Yeah, not, I mean, we've, we've handled 5 months.
2: Hopefully the avs can carry us through like two of them.
1: Yeah, and then the Rockies carry us through <laughs> training. Okay, that's probably not going to happen, and but ma- we great. can dream, right?
2: <laughs> well, honestly, um, the ABS, if they make that run, could essentially carry us all the way to training camp. Now there'd be a couple week break in there, um, but if that were to happen, that would be epic. Like they, I, I'm pretty sure game. If there's a game seven of the Stanley Cup, it's like supposed to be right around June 30th.
1: Yeah, and then there's a parade the first week of July, and then there's only two or three weeks.
2: Fourth of July parade?
1: Oh my Um. gosh, get out of (laughs) here.
2: I'm touching wood. Now, Now we're getting crazy. All right uh we do have a little more uh, broncos talk to get to in here in just a second i know we've already been going for an hour but we got a little bit more for you first a shout out to green mountain dental group best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area uh, you gotta head down there schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they'll hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush if you're getting any work done uh you gotta go over there they're they're just great uh they, they'll treat you right They'll call you after to make sure you're doing all right. They'll talk Broncos or abs or whatever you want to talk with you. Um, it's it's a true family-owned Colorado business. Um, so support our friends over at Green
1: Mountain Dental Group. Okay, kind of a bummer here, Ryan. We really got to change gears here to talk about the news that that came out just, I mean, 30 minutes after we stopped talking about this Broncos wide receiving core earlier today. We were focused on uh, on KJ Handler, but news came out uh that this morning right around noon, Jerry Judy was arrested. News later comes out uh what he was arrested for. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Um but that's uh, my and on um, the cause for jail duty, uh, second degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer. And uh, n- more information came out as the Arapaho Sheriff's uh, Department continued to release information. Essentially, Ryan What happened was this morning police were called uh, because of an an altercation with Jerry Judy uh, and hit the mom of his child. What happened was she had taken his cell phone and Jerry thought, well, she has my phone. I'm going to take baby formula, a baby seat, some uh, some papers that were hers and then also her wallet, lock him in my car. And she wanted to leave. But she couldn't leave because Jerry had papers of hers. He had her wallet. So she get, went to someone else. Uh, a neighbor got a phone, called the police. The police came there because it was a domestic issue, Ryan. In those situations, you have to take someone in. Uh, so Jerry was was booked in the afternoon. And again, because it was a domestic issue, Jerry has to stay the night uh, in, in jail. So he is still in the Arapahoe County um, jail tonight. He will see a judge tomorrow. uh, And so there's no bond. That's what we know in a very boiled down uh, quick, quick sentence there.
2: Yeah. And again, you know, I I hate when we have to talk about this stuff for a myriad of reasons, but we're not legal experts. We're not, you know, uh, we we don't really have all that much business discussing these matters anyway. Um, But it's part of our job. Uh, So what I'll say is I'm disappointed in the immaturity. And I think that that's the number one word that comes to my mind when I hear this, like the whole, it sounds childish, right? Like you took my thing, so I'm taking your stuff. And why that's disappointing to me is that immaturity has already been an issue for Jerry Judy. Um, and, and that's not a secret. Like we've seen it on social media. We've, we've heard stories from behind the scenes about immaturity problems and so you 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 kind of had had built this picture in your mind of like Russ comes in, takes him under his wing, right, and helps him mature and become. And, and this is obviously not Russ's fault by any means, but it's just like, oh, okay, well everything is going great, everyone's happy, everything like everything's perfect, and yet Jerry's getting in trouble for what I would say is immaturity, like uh, you know being childish. Um, and so that's my first uh, reaction to this is it's like, come on, man. Like it's time to grow up. You, you know, you you're a professional, Um, and getting yourself into trouble over something that just sounds so minor. Um, not 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 the the problem isn't minor, but the act that was like whatever made him react in this way sounds so minor, um, and so that that disappoints me.
1: Yeah, I th- I think you nailed it. it it's very it's very disappointing, and especially Ryan. It's it's really disappointing because just earlier this offseason, you and I had both heard how there were still reservations uh, about where Jerry Judy was uh, because everyone thinks Jerry Judy is going to explode with Russ. And there's so many reasons to believe that. But we just, at least I just kept hearing these things about just, just some pushback. Uh, he's not necessarily fully there. And I, I just, I want to throw those things away that I hear. But then something like this happens, and it's just such a reminder to me. Okay, continue to listen to to what's to what you're hearing, and it doesn't mean that he's going to be a bust, that he's not going to be able to have a good season this year. But it's just another reminder of uh, he's he's clearly not fully there. And Ryan, the Broncos did have OTAs this morning, and when this altercation happened, I haven't got it confirmed. There's or not OTAs, I should say, offseason training. Uh, I, it probably you can point dots together that he wasn't there because of what was going on and it's just it's just not a good thing when when any players in the news especially a guy where you're so excited about what he can do on the field the things off the field just keep getting in the way i shouldn't say keep getting away but but this is this is going to be a storyline for a while
2: yeah and i think i think you nailed it too it's it's that the word is disappointing um you know obviously we don't know if we know the whole story but it's right. It's good that there it sounds like it wasn't worse, um but you can't be doing this, man like you just you can't be you can't you can't end up in jail like you're a professional football player, getting paid a lot of money, it's time to grow up, you can't end up in jail like you need to be making smarter decisions um My question to you, Zach, uh, as you kind of understand these things, what do you think discipline for something like this could look like?
1: Yeah, I don't think and again, not knowing much at, at all about this, um but it it I can't imagine there's a long-term suspension here. Uh there there may not even be a suspension with this, Ryan, uh, a fine and in terms of the law some community service could could happen. It doesn't seem like jail time would happen here. And I'm not trying to dismiss the severity of this, but just from what Uh, things add up to with these Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as as serious and as bad as initially it was perceived to potentially be
2: yeah and I can't regardless of what comes down in I agree with you that I think like that whatever discipline would come down from the league or the team would be pretty short term I cannot shake the fact and people who listen to this podcast know we've said like we've hinted a million times like if someone is going to get moved, it might be Jerry Judy. Just keep an eye on that name. And you mentioned, like, the, the comments that you've heard from behind the scenes. And I've heard the same stuff. And it's like, I can't shake the thought that, like, people who make these decisions are sitting there saying, like, are you serious? Like, another thing, you know, and it's like another mm-hmm. just mark on the resume that for them, we don't know what it could be. But at some point, maybe there's a, a final straw. Yeah, and it and it it doesn't have to be big things. Like this is probably the worst of anything that's happened so far with Jerry Judy. But it's like you keep making these little mistakes over and over again, and maybe they might not be as public. Or it's the 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 comments on social media. Like that stuff doesn't just go away if you keep doing things that you know follow a pattern of like I said immaturity. So um, I really hope that you know he gets his head on straight uh, and becomes the player that I've always thought he could become, but uh, he's got a long way to go.
1: And Ryan, when it comes to the football field, before we knew the specifics of this, my head went, went, went to, Oh my gosh, this wide receiving group just went from what KJ Hamler yesterday said was the best in the NFL to Holy cow. It's not crazy to connect dots and say this receiving core now has a big question mark with it because not only uh, the, the just the uncertainty with Jerry Judy and not necessarily with just this but how much can they count on him like we've said the Broncos may have questions about how much they can count on him so if he's now a question mark we know KJ Hamler right you and I aren't counting on KJ Hamler this year if he shows up and performs to what he could be oh my goodness he's going to be such a danger but he hasn't done that his first two years for issues that, that aren't related to Him, It's just his body has let him down, and I feel so bad about that, but that's just the truth. So then if if you're not counting on either of those guys, who's your third receiver, Ryan? And then this just went from like, how are you going to get all these guys on the field to, okay, you have two great receivers in Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, but they're pretty much the same person, okay, Nathaniel Hackett, you gotta you gotta really work with Albert O and make him something, and your receiving core just went from so deep to two guys that are really good at pretty much doing one thing and being one role together.
2: yeah, it's really true. I mean at its at its peak, this receiving core could be incredible. Um, but now we're starting to get like a, a vision of the floor, which we never want to look at. Uh, you know d- the old "don't look down" sort of thing. But if you, if you do look down, um, it's a little bit scary of what the floor is, and that's and that has nothing to do with Tim and Cortland. But y- you need a little bit more than that, especially in a, in a offense that we believe is going to air it out. So um, hopefully, you get both Jerry and KJ playing to what we think they could be. But there is a world and where neither of them are and now you have a hole
1: yeah and that's just something that i haven't thought about all off season ryan when it came to the draft i said the broncos do not need a receiver in the first and in in the first two days of this draft if we if we would have known these questions really a month ago maybe you are saying okay day three one of those picks you're you're picking a slot guy you're picking one of those guys and now again it, it may all be uh nothing come week one. KJ Hamler could be full go and Jerry Judy uh, could could have nothing on him and he could be totally fine. But it just, this was the first day when I really questioned that position for the first time this off seat.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, th- I think you're totally right. And it's, it's wild that this comes down just seconds after we were talking about KJ Hamler and like what he could be and like all their, sp- I saw the response. Like we put out a pod poll of like, would you take these numbers from uh, KJ and people are like this isn't what people are talking about right now. It's like, well, we put this out <laughs> before that news came out. Right. Um, right. But it, I mean, if you lose, like, if you lose Jerry for a couple games, then you know you uh, you expect KJ to step in. Maybe that makes his numbers go up. Um, but I'll be interested to see just what the Broncos' response to all this is, because I like you. Like we've mentioned a couple times, they aren't exactly thrilled with the way things have been going.
1: Yeah, you're you're right on that, Ryan. And actually, we've talked a a decent amount about how is Nathaniel Hackett going to handle tough things? And we've been more so talking about losing streaks. uh, And we're very curious to see how he is. I think he's going to be fine because the Broncos aren't going to go through a four-game losing streak. So I think he'll be fine. But this is the first... Tough thing, uh, especially a non-football thing that he's had to deal with, and he's going to talk about it tomorrow. He did have a little interview with KOA, uh, which which is with the Broncos. So you have to—they're the official uh, radio partner of the Broncos—and so this is what he said. He said it's an unfortunate incident with Jerry, and we're trying to gather as much information as we possibly can. We take these things very seriously, and we'll we'll get to to ask him more questions specifically about it. But kind of walking the company line, as you would expect, the Broncos put out a statement just saying that they were aware of the situation and that they're gathering more information but this is this is going to be an interesting uh uh first step for nathaniel hackett to take in front of the media yeah
2: and and like i haven't used this word at all with jerry judy um to this point but he's starting to check off some of the boxes that are associated with players who end up getting the bus label and i think that's me being light about it honestly um and my last point on this would be John Elway's um, like draft history it could take a real big turn over the next year. Uh, the last three first-round picks for John Elway are Bradley Chubb, Noah Fant, and Jerry Judy. Obviously, Noah's no longer here. We don't know what's going to happen with Bradley, but there's a decent chance he's no longer going to be here um, after this season. And Uh, things are trending that way with Jerry at this exact moment too. So yikes.
1: Yeah. Yikes. At least John has the scooter. Uh, Now he has the scooter part in the Broncos video that will, that will carry him out. Uh, I, and Ryan 12 and five is what we have the Broncos at. And let's hit a couple of super chats from people wanting to talk to us about that. First one from Dylan Smith says, Thanksgiving against giants in 2006 or 2007. Great win for the Broncos on holidays. I think sweeping the chargers and Raiders, but split with KC." Ryan, how about this? Here's the scenario for you. Would you take four and two in the division for the Broncos this year if the two losses are to the Chiefs and the streak continues?
2: Um. <laughs> uh, so the other option is three and three, and you get one win against each team? Yeah. Give me the four and two. And then you meet the chiefs in the AFC Uh, championship game and and the streak there. Let's
1: go. I love that. And Ryan, I'm, I'm taking that too. Not that I want the streak to continue, but that means you swept the Raiders. You swept the Chargers. Yeah. And personally, I don't think both of those teams are going to be bad. I think what maybe one of those teams uh, is mediocre, but the other one's going to be good. They did really good things there. And I also don't think you're going to get blown out by the Chiefs. So if you're losing by three, three points to the Chiefs, that's not going to be embarrassing. And Ryan, that one extra win compared to being three and three in the division, I think that could win you the division right there. And then you're hosting... The Chiefs for that AFC Championship game.
2: Mm, mm. Home playoff game is my number one. Like if I can ask for one thing, without like getting crazy, like or, or else you just ask for the Super Bowl. Um, but if the Broncos get a home playoff game, that's like this season was absolutely a success.
1: And that's one in the division, and that game going to so important. So man, unfortunately, I don't want it to go down like that. But I'll take the four and two.
2: Yeah, I think I think I would too. And you, you'll get them eventually. But you also like you you send a real statement to the Chargers and the Raiders that like, hey, we're back. Like, the this division uh, it, it, like it goes through us and the Chiefs. Uh, so you you know you guys, you guys we're gonna have to figure them out, but you're gonna have to figure us
1: out. Man, how incredible would that be? I mean, just the emotional down during the season of going 0-2 against the Chiefs, but you're in the playoffs, so there's enough positivity, and then you finally beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Oh, man, that is a storyline.
2: I'm going to sleep well tonight thinking about that. Um, All right, one last Super Chat here from Bomer44. Oh, actually, a couple more. Uh, Adam Wheaton says, just bought my Seattle tickets. First game, can't wait. Yeah, that one would be a fun one to go to. Um, And May said it the other day, like, the Pacific Northwest in September, it's like the perfect time to visit there. I would have been super about it if I just can't – I can't stop thinking about the way the bar is going to be popping that day. Like, I just (laughs) uh, – primetime Monday night football to start the Russell era? Like, no, I got to be with the people.
1: Man. And Ryan, on top of that, we talk about the Avs playoffs and the nuggets playoffs and how popping it is at the bar. Every Broncos game is going to be like that, but especially these prime time games, it's going to be so lit.
2: The bar popped off for a Thursday night game against the Browns, uh, <laughs> you know, with um, Teddy Bridgewater was playing with like an injury or no. whats not what, isn't, isn't that right?
1: Yep, yep, and you yep. had Case Keenum playing for the yep. Browns and Dearness Johnson at running back.
2: Yes, um, and, and, like, the bar was, like, lit. even Even after the game, people were having a good time, so... This is going to be uh, a hell of a season for the DNVR bar. I hope you guys uh, make it out. I, I've heard a couple people that are uh, coming over from overseas and they're like, Hey, we're trying to come for a back to back of a home game and a road game. So we can do one game at the stadium and one game at the bar.
1: Oh, I love that. Right. Oh, Ryan, let's uh, let's tell them which ones that is really quick. Let's look at the schedule. What would be the best home And road game to go to or to be in denver for i mean i feel like it's obvious
2: week one you get the game at the bar week two you get the home opener
1: man that that's that's pretty good um i'm gonna go later in the season because those are going to be two fun games but i'd rather go to competitive games man how about at kc week 17 and week 18 against Mm -hmm. the chargers
2: Yep, it's true. Although, I always want people to come to Denver when the weather is nice.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. That's very fair.
2: Because, like, everyone just has this, like, snowy idea of Denver. But then when they, you get to see it, like, on a day like today, are you kidding me? People, like, I, I look outside and I'm just like, how can you not be romantic about this city? Um, so, that's, <laughs> when I want that's when I want people to, to experience it. But, but you couldn't go wrong with those two games, for sure.
1: Man. And then another one, it's not going to help your argument at all, or I'm not going to win you over with this, but at Ravens in week 13 and then home against the Chiefs Sunday night football. But Ryan, I could probably do this about so many two game stretches because the Broncos are legit now and they're in every single game. There's not one game on this schedule that we looked at and said, oh, that's a loss. I mean, you can't even think about that. Uh, The Broncos could beat the Chiefs in arrowhead it's just it's just going they're also going to be really good that's why we went with the split but there's no game you look at and say the broncos don't have a chance because when you have a quarterback you have a chance
2: love it can't wait it's going to be incredible we do have another super chat here or or two that we got to hit uh bomer says would the broncos consider picking up obj or landry if the wide receivers start dropping knock on wood yeah i mean yeah you're in a you're in a win now window so um You're going to you're going to be involved in all these conversations, right? Whenever one of these guys is available or whatever, like every team is looking at their roster and saying, can this guy help us win a Super Bowl this year? The Rams said it about OBJ last year and they were right. Um, So, yeah, I think they would consider that if things went awry.
1: Yep, I completely agree with you. And next one coming in from Bronco402 says, thank you, boys, for an awesome breakdown of this year's schedule. My daughters, Avery and Kinsley, say let's ride right on, Avery and Kinsley. Let's ride with this schedule
2: that's amazing thanks for watching us avery and kinsley uh we appreciate you guys so much we appreciate everyone who watched this show we love doing this stuff we love doing these special shows cannot wait for this season it's gonna be uh we're gonna have to wait a little bit but it's gonna be incredible um so of course uh we will be back with you guys on monday uh talking broncos we can't wait to do that appreciate this entire community more than you guys will ever know See you later. Let's ride. Took a
0: country drive. Now understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit with flying cotton.